Hello and welcome. This is Friend Request. I'm your host, Justin Lamb, and this is episode 141 with my friend, Kate Brown. Hi, guys. Happy Monday or whatever day you're listening to this on. Oh, man, I can't get over that we're in season five. Like when I had this idea in the summer of 2019, if you would have been like, oh, man, you're going to you're going to successfully go for five seasons. I would have said, shut up, you lying bitch. That's right. We're saying bitch <laughs> two seconds into the podcast. Not great. Um, but I, I'm super excited. I'm so blown away um, by the fact that we're here. That's so crazy. And I, I have so much to say about what these episodes are and what this podcast is that I didn't think about. But I'm not going to bulldoze the intro to Kate's episode with that. I'll talk to you guys after the episode. But until then, I want you to I want you to meet a friend of mine who I haven't really seen since high school and um we don't really know each other very well and now now things have changed thanks to this podcast and you are going to get to know her too over the next hour. So without further ado, here's my friend, Kate. You and I have lots in common. My request is sent. Would you like to be my friend? Would you like to be my friend? Uh, hello. Hello. Um, I was renting this little bungalow up in like northern Rochester. I think it was technically like Oakland Township. And there was the bedroom was upstairs. And it was just like essentially a bed. It was because mm-hmm. it was essentially an attic. So they just threw a mattress up there and like called nice. it a bedroom. Um, and I was like 23, so I didn't care. Right. And there's a little ledge next to the bed and then the stairs. Mm-hmm. And we were drinking a lot of red wine at that time. <laughs> and at least three glasses, at least one of them fall on that ledge and then all the way down the stairs. And you just you just have to watch. Yeah, there's there's no going back. <laughs> One of them, I think, made it to the bottom before it shattered. So it just bounced on the car because the stairs were carpeted. And then, yeah, and then got to the bottom. And we just didn't learn our lesson, I think. No. There's a lot of weed back then. Well, um, you know, it happens. <laughs> Such is life. Such is life. Well, hi. Hi. <laughs> I haven't seen you in forever. I know. Has it been since high school? Probably because... Did you go to the 10-year reunion? Our 10-year reunion, I had all plans to go. And then I woke up that morning, like, severely sick. Oh, no. Like, like there was no option of going. You got COVID 10 years early? <laughs> Something. <laughs> so, I usually start out with how I know people. I guess we kind of covered that. Right. Went to high school together. Went to high school together. Um, and... And that's probably it. Yeah. Because I'm, I lived on the other side of town. Chatted online, like about the reunion and stuff but that's about it right was yeah. gonna help plan the reunion and then i realized i was going to vegas and i flaked out on you guys <laughs> sorry no big deal <laughs> um so i don't i don't know much about you i mean you've given me some information via mm-hmm. like messages and stuff which to be honest i try my best to pretend i don't know any of that that's fine I, I find it best to go into these without preconceived right anything yeah Let's go back in time then. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Um, born and raised here? Yes. Okay. What do mom and dad do when you're born? 
Uh, my dad worked at GM, and back then he worked security in Pontiac, and then that was no longer – that was when I was just little, and then they got rid of security. <laughs> but that was kind of cool. I used to go with him every once in a while. My mom was a teacher in Oxford. Okay. Did he? Did your dad have like a little booth? A little security um, booth? Do you remember what you did when you went with him? Yeah, we got to go into like the plants in Pontiac, yeah. and they had these like. I'm assuming it was probably a golf cart type thing. I yeah. remember riding on it, um, but there was like literal like you didn't walk because there was like literal rats like in in the shops like huge it. ones because like the workers like fed them like huge rats. rats get surprisingly large yeah like scary large scary large it's nuts yeah. see that shit in like ninja turtles movies it was in like a raccoon rat yeah it's insane um so yes so, so dad does security and mom's teacher worked gm mom was a teacher my parents actually um they went to college together well they met way before that but when they all graduated college, my dad and then my uncle Pat and Aunt Gail, which ironically later in life ended up really being my uncle Pat and Aunt Gail because it's my stepmom's brother. Okay. But, <laughs> and then another one of their friends all left Northern and all bought house or bought property in the same subdivision in Lake Orion and all built houses and continued their college party days back at home. Yeah. That's so, yeah. funny. That could go both ways, I feel like. It could be a nice little, always have, uh-huh. you know, like, it takes a village, the phrase, there's your yep. village. But at the same time, it's like, boy, those people that wanted to just keep drinking. Well, my, and- <laughs> my dad did say, he worked midnights, and he did say that finally the wives put a stop to it because the other two buddies used to meet him in the driveway, like, with a keg when he got off work to, like, start partying. And they were like, eh, we should probably stop this. We're, like, grownups now. Yeah. At some point. So yeah, Lake um, Orion, and then we moved to Clarkston when I was, I don't know, little, because yeah. they got divorced when I was three, and we lived in Clarkston, so. Okay. <laughs> Do you have any recollection of that at all? All I remember was I was very concerned if I could bring my toys with me. With you where? To the like, new house? Yeah, like, okay. like with me, like if I could keep them. But you other than that, I don't remember. You don't remember the divorce? No, no. I was little. Yeah. So your parents divorced when you were three? Yes. And how does that work custody-wise? So I was with my mom, and then I went to my dad's on the every weekend. Every weekend? I think every weekend. Okay. And then when I got older, it was every other, and then like some Wednesdays. Okay. And your dad stayed in Lake Orion, your mom went to Clarkston? Uh, no. Oh. My mom moved, we moved to Oxford, and my dad moved to Clarkston. Oh, so they sold the house and were like... Yes. We're going separate ways. Yeah, it was over off of Middle Lake Road, like right there, almost in town. Yeah. And yeah, they sold that in the divorce, and then okay. both bought other houses. Interesting. Yeah. You have no memories of that house? No. Okay. No, I have memories of like, well, obviously, my dad lived in the house that he bought from the divorce until he yeah, yeah. passed away. But the house um, that they had together? No. Yeah, okay. And I have yeah. little memories of the house my mom moved into in Oxford. Yeah. After the divorce, she had a boyfriend. And I rem- I have memories of going to like his parents' house. Did your dad date too? Uh, yes. So was that, what was that like? Um, 
it was fine. Like my parents, when they got divorced, so I remember in elementary, uh, they sent me one time to go to this like kids of divorce thing, like group, counseling group. Okay. And my dad said, I left that. And I was like, I'm never going back. Those kids are batshit crazy. Because my parents vowed that they were, no matter how much they disliked each other, they were going to be friends because of me. And I didn't live the fucked up life that like these other kids were living. Like whatever their issues were, I was like, those kids are crazy. I don't know what's going on in their lives, but I'm not like that. I'm not going back. Yeah. And this was your, so this was years after the divorce then. I was probably like kindergarten, first grade. I don't remember when, but I just remember my dad being like, you came out and you were like, "Mm -mm. I'm not not going back there. Those kids are crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I could not relate to any of them. They're all crazy. So what does that look like? Your parents dating? So my dad really, he had this girlfriend, her name. I don't remember him dating before Lisa. And then him and Lisa, till the day he died, were still like best friends. Like I still talk to her and stuff. Um, and then after her was my stepmom or ex-stepmom or sister's mom or however we want to classify her. Um, we'll take into her later. Yeah. And my mom, I remember having her having like boyfriends, but I don't remember really me. I remember one, this one guy, I don't remember what his name was. I just remember like he had money. Yeah. He always like bought her gifts and stuff. They went to uh like the car show, but the um the black tie event to the car show, like where like not the normal people go to. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that and she would always come home with gifts and he the like one time I met him and why I remember this cuz I had to have been in that house I had to have been the oldest first grade. And he bought me a whatchamacallit like candy bar it's the one time i've ever had it but for some reason i remember like that's what he gave me was this candy bar and that's all i remember what do you think about that candy bar i don't remember like i just (laughs) that's all i remember about him and then she had this other boyfriend that she dated for a while and he i didn't really like him and ironically my stepdad ended up moving to michigan for a job from texas and he actually was his roommate it was after my mom and this guy broke up my stepdad actually ended up just going to the wedding with his roommate (laughs) and that's where my mom met him was at this wedding and they just hit it off and that was it so how old are you (laughs) when your parents remarry I was... I guess your mom and your dad. I'm guessing they didn't get remarried at the same time. (laughs) Close. I think I was eight or nine when my mom got remarried, and then I was either nine or ten when my dad got remarried. And both of those people had other kids they brought in? No. Okay. No. So this is still your own. I'm still the only spoiled child. (laughs) When you look back, do you feel like you were spoiled? Um, like at that time before the other kids come along? By my grandma, yes. Well, yeah, grandparents. I mean, my grandma. <laughs> I could have murdered someone in front of my grandma, and she would have been like, she didn't do this it. Is on your mom's or dad's side? My dad. Okay. <laughs> What's your relationship like with your mom and dad individually at this point when you're eight years old, seven years old? 
oh good yeah yeah okay yeah my dad was amazing yeah okay i mean my mom was too but you know i loved like my and and all and not fair enough but like my dad since he didn't have me all the time you know that's where i went to all of the disney on ices that's where i went to the circus that's where i went to he was the spoiler all of the things (laughs) Yes. Was your mom the disciplinarian then? No, (laughs) no, because still, we were at a Disney on Ice. I don't remember which one. (laughs) There were so many. I don't tech. I I think I suppressed the memory, but my dad definitely would let me know about it. So I wanted one of those fiber optic, like spinny things. Fuck yeah! And he said no. And this is back when you could, you know, like hit your kids in public and other parents would be like, high five. Yeah, your kid's a brat. <laughs> and I guess I balled my fist up and he saw me do it. And he said he turned around and smacked me on the butt, but his hand cupped just right where it sounded like a gun went off like in, in the palace. And it was one of those where like I was on my tippy toes, not making noise for a few minutes. You know, one of those real good ones. Thanks. And... um. So yeah, so no, he was he was great, but he definitely you know like put me in my, knocked me off my high horse there for a yeah. little bit. <laughs> Hopefully that is the only time. Um, you know, and I don't even know if it really like hurt hurt. It just yeah. was the right where it like cups just right and it echoed in there. But you know, the eighties parents are probably like, let me help. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Further we go back, the worse it gets. Right. Um, so Lisa. Is mm-hmm. the step the first stepmom? No, that was just no. his girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> so, so first stepmom. What do you? What are your thoughts, feelings with her? Like, how does that pan out? <laughs> does, she was great when I was little. Does she bring kids in? No. Okay. So neither one of them are people bringing kids. No. In. Okay. They all had kids like together, but oh, okay. Um, I have steps or half siblings but um my stepmom was good when i was little she i mean she's who i learned how to cook from she's who i learned a lot of things from yeah um it was later that it went south like when they got divorced this was years later yes i was 25 okay Yeah, yeah, yeah and which I swear, like, that divorce was, like, worse than when I was a little kid and didn't know anything. But she informed my dad that she couldn't have, or, like, she couldn't, like, have a relationship with me because it would make her have feelings for him. I mean, it's her own issues. Yeah. But, like, somehow I was, like, the default. And still as a grown adult, I was, like well, what the hell did I do wrong? Yeah. You know, like, I don't know, it's very weird. Like, when I see her, thankfully she lives, like, way up in the thumb. But when I do see her, I have unresolved, like, trauma issues of, like, I revert back to a little kid just wanting her approval, and it's really annoying. <laughs> what did <is> that... <laughs> well, you said, so, referencing messages. Uh-huh. But you said... uh you were only child until 14? 11. 11. Yes. So my mom had, my mom and stepdad had my sister when I was 11. So let's, let's pause there. Okay. What does that look like as someone that's been like, I'm the only kid. Uh-huh. Um, I'm I the was, only kid across two couples. <laughs> I 
I was excited. Um, I mean, I was like getting into like babysitting age. Like, yeah, yeah. oh, that's going to be fun. Like yeah. a, a baby. No issues with attention or anything like that? Not really. Okay. Um, so yeah, at 11, Carly was born. At 12, my sister Paige was born, and that's my dad and stepmoms. Okay. And the only thing I was mad about that one was that she was a girl. Because I just had a sister. Like, I really wanted a brother. You're like, guys, now I have a surplus. Right. right. Like, <laughs> God. But I, I love I love Paige. I, well, I love Carly, too. But I love Paige. Um, and then when I was 14, my mom had my brother. Did he you 27 now. Was, were there changes that you noticed, um, I guess, especially now looking back, in how the step-parent treated you after they had a kid? Um, Do you know not I mean? so much at my mom's house. Okay. Like at my mom's, everything kind of stayed the same. Like when my brother was born, we looked at moving because at that point it was a three bedroom. Yeah. And I was like, I am not sharing a bedroom with a three year old. Like, <laughs> no, I'm in high school. Like, yeah. that's not cool. <laughs> so they ended up just putting addition on the house. Okay. But, but at my, yeah, at, your dad. At my dad's. <laughs> I lost my bedroom to my sister because I was only there on the weekends. So, like, oh. I lost my bedroom to my sister. And then at that point, well, so when I was little, my dad's room, my dad's house was a three-bedroom. So his he had the master bedroom, and then I had both of the other rooms. One was my playroom, <laughs> and one was my bedroom. Yeah. And then when he got married, my playroom slowly turned into... Like my stepmom's closet and where her dresser was and where her like makeup vanity was. And um and then my like toys drastically got smaller and went to my bedroom. And then when my sister came around, I lost that too, because obviously she needed a bedroom. And then they got a futon and like put it in the other room that had like the dresser and the vanity and when it pulled out, it was literally like the room like there was nowhere else in the room so i really didn't have a space over there so you're just kind of getting slowly pushed out of that house more or less well yeah because then in my like sister's room i had like a dresser drawer and i remember i had i had a doll that my it wasn't like an american girl doll but it was from frankenmuth and in um what is it? The Bavarian Inn down in the basement, there was this doll shop. It's still there, but it's not the same. Yeah. And you could like design your own doll. And my grandma, since I, my grandma bought me whatever I wanted, <laughs> um, she let me design this doll. And then when we would go out for like dinners and stuff, you could take it and she could go down. I could get her a new outfit. She could get her hair done, all of that. Yeah. Well, I had a drawer of like all the clothes for her. And my stepmom like cleaned out that drawer and like threw them all away. <laughs> That's got to feel pretty, I mean, both confusing because uh-huh. you're a kid, uh-huh. but then. But just, I think in their mind, I was like, like preteen, like teenage, you know, like, oh, you're old enough to like, yeah. you don't need this stuff. Yeah. Well, not even that, but just like slowly getting pushed out. I mean, right. you lose a sense of. Do I really belong in this? Well, and I think that's when family. I started just going over like every other weekend. Yeah. And and now like I look at it and like I have kids. I'm like, oh my God, my dad must have like hated that. 
because he didn't see me. He already saw me not that much. Yeah. And now I'm like never going over. And then when I became like an independent teenager, I was like, shit, I was never over there. And it happens. I mean. I mean, it's not like my mom saw me either. I just kind of slept there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I, I, I struggle to ever like blame the kids for anything uh-huh. <laughs> yeah um and it, it's gotta just unless it was explained in very specific terms uh, <laughs> shaking no <laughs> I, I imagine it just feels like oh i'm i don't belong in this house anymore like, right that's being made very clear to me <laughs> right and like everything of mine getting either thrown away or moved into a corner and right. like all my stuff is becoming someone else's stuff and there's this new kid there um yeah that's what's the dynamic like with your mom or your stepmom your dad and and your new sister in that house like after the first couple of years i babysat a lot okay <laughs> um which was fine but th- then i feel like i kind of like resented my sister a little bit because i had her a lot cuz yeah. they would like go out and do stuff which is fine you need to go out and have date nights too you just had kids when you had a built-in babysitter what was your relationship like with your stepmom once she had it was sister? still good then i mean she was she was always really nice like i, I loved her yeah she was strict I mean, I remember one time I didn't come home when the streetlights came on and I was like locked out while they were eating dinner. And then I got to come in to wash the dishes. They just locked you outside? And I wasn't supposed to get food, but my dad stuck me food later because I was I wasn't listening. I was like, no, I swear the lights come on at your house before anyone else's house. Like, come on. <laughs> but I do remember that. Yeah. Um, but like you said, like. You think it's just a normal thing because you're like, oh, yeah, this is just what's going on. Okay. It's cruel. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry you had to go through <laughs> uh, that. Um, I learned how to wash some good dishes. I mean, the dishwashing thing is what it is. It is. I'm more focused on the lock the doors and don't let her in the house uh-huh. until we're done. Um, was uh-huh. it even creepier where you could look through the window and see them eating? Yeah, I think I was just sitting on the front porch. I don't really remember because yeah. I couldn't like leave and go play. I'd get in even more trouble. Yeah. Yeah. There was definitely a lot more rules there. Yeah. And I think that's because I think of my dad. I remember my dad a couple times being like, would you ever like come live here? And in my mind, I was like, fuck no. <laughs> like there's so many rules here. Like, uh-uh. <laughs> and not that there wasn't rules at my mom's, but yeah. I could be like, Okay. There's also two more kids at your mom's. Right. And I imagine the attention is. And a lot more space. Like nothing against, you know, like the house or anything, but like it was a lot bigger house. Like I had space. I had my own room. I had all the things. So 11 to 14, junior high years. Uh Many people's worst years of their lives. You have three step siblings born or half siblings born in that time. Um, and your what's what's school and social life like like outside your house what's going on um in middle school i was actually over at kara pinkerton's house a lot after school <laughs> we'd walk from sashaba over to her house um that's when i met kara was in sixth grade <laughs> nice. and i hung out there i hung out with friends just a lot yeah 
Was that just like, so you didn't have to hang out at home? <laughs> like, were your friends coming and hanging out but, with yeah, you? Yeah, my friends were at the house too oh, all okay. the time. Yeah. Just, but you were just social. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. any report card. Like, the teacher could move me next to her desk and she's like, she won't stop talking to me. <laughs> um, so, would you classify middle school as good then? It was good. I think it was fine. I mean, middle school's weird anyway. Like... Mm. I did get suspended. I might have gotten grounded, but I mean, it was middle school. What did I get grounded from? Like, yeah, that's funny. AOL. Like, was that even a thing yet? AOL I don't was even the best know. Thing in the world. I don't even know if that was a thing though when we were still in middle school. Like, I think oh, yeah. that came out like high school. No, I, I think I, I got. I definitely was using my friend's AOL in middle school. Okay. I think I got it in like eighth grade. Um, what's uh, what's high school like? Teenage years. Uh, I'd say normal, but what's normal? I don't know. Like I was, me? I was good. Like I was like, well, let's see. Freshman year, <laughs> I had a three point nine. Sophomore year, I had like a three point eight. Junior year, the end of sophomore year into junior year is when I got my car. <laughs> Junior year, I had like a one point something uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> because I was skipping school and going to Somerset. And I had a friend who would be like, hey, let's skip school. And my dad um, has some money at home and we'll just, you know, borrow some of that and I'll pay you for gas. And here's some extra money. Let's go to Abercrombie and buy a new wardrobe. And I'll be like, sure, I'll skip school for $400. That's skipping school, stolen money, (laughs) going to to the rich mall. Yeah. I mean, we were living (laughs) it up and (laughs) my mom wouldn't buy me Abercrombie. I had to buy it myself. I was going to say, did you have a job? Like Somerset is expensive. I did not. Somerset is expensive. I didn't. I did. Once I turned 17, I worked at a daycare okay. and that was my first job. So, yeah, I probably did have a job because I had to have a job to get a car. Okay. Unlike any of my siblings who got cars bought for them. Um, but, yes, in order to get a car, I had to have a job and I had to pay for it myself. Okay. So, yes, I did have a job <laughs> because I had a car. But no, I was like friends with everyone. Like I never had like like a clique. Yeah. I was like friends with everyone. When um how does high school end for you then? Well, I graduated with a three point so oh, I nice. busted my ass yeah. my senior year with some blow off classes. Congrats. Did you have a plan for after high school? Was there any pressure from all of the parents? Now my parents probably would have loved for me to go away to college, but I actually went to beauty school. Okay. What was where what was the antithesis to that? I said I didn't think I would actually go to class and I would probably party too much that So were you already like drinking and partying at the end of high school? Um my senior year. Yeah. But it wasn't really with like people from high school. I was working at Outback right after senior year, after we graduated, I was working at a daycare and at Outback. Okay. I was Closing it out back and opening at the daycare. And also not going home in between. Yeah. And I remember being at a party at a at an outback party. And it was probably like four in the morning and I had to open the daycare at six forty five. And someone like 
handed me a cup of water and it just like slipped through my hand like onto the ground and like bounced and I'm like this is not gonna be a good day the next day and I'm watching kids still pretty (laughs) sure the whole shift I was wasted and people had to like and thankfully I was working like with a group of girlfriends that like if I sat down I would like fall asleep and they would wake me back up it it wasn't pretty it wasn't pretty before we leave teenager year like is there anything we didn't talk about that like impactful moments you kept saying we'll go back to that trauma is that trauma from teenage teenage and younger years not really like i was i was like very proud of myself like yeah i was drinking i remember one of my birthdays it was like the manager of outback was throwing um do you remember alex moore she was yeah. only at the high school for a few years, I think. Like, as Moore is not her, it's Alex Garrett's, right? Or no? Yeah. And now it's Alex Moore because she's married. Oh yes, it was yeah. Alex Garrett's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I asked her Backwards. to prom and she said no. <laughs> um. So we worked it out back together. Okay. Yeah. And... I remember. What, yeah. So I worked there when she was there for. Yeah. So I was there. Yeah. We worked together. That's funny. Um. But. <laughs> One of our managers threw us a birthday party. It was, it had to have been my 17th and her 16th. Because that sounds legit to have a birthday party. And that was the one and only time I ever drank. Oh, what was I drinking? It was disgusting. <laughs> and it was mixed with Mountain Dew. Um, Tequila? No. First time I got drunk was tequila and Mountain Dew in a Subway cup. The first time I got drunk was my dad's wedding when I was nine. Oh, no. Can we talk about that for we a minute? We can. It was on the party bus, and they let my cousin and I have a wine cooler, but left, like, the rest of the pack of wine coolers, like, just kind of sitting there. Yeah. And that tastes like Kool-Aid. Come on. So I don't know if it was, like, a six-pack or a four-pack, but we were nine. Yeah. So even if we drank two... I just remember my dad saying they got back to the reception and he took us into like this other room and sat us down and got us a basket of rolls and had us eat it. (laughs) But that's all I remember. I don't really remember it. It was just my dad's like. When's the next time you drink after that? Um, so my stepmom's family is all like from up in the thumb. So every summer we'd go up there and I mean. What's there to do? Nothing. So I would say we would party a lot. 14, 15, sitting around a bonfire. No, all of us kids. Oh, okay. Like deciding to drink and then like teepee houses. You know, those things. Sure. We'd be at like random. And then like 16, we'd be at like legit cornfield parties where you'd like pull off into like a ditch and randomly walk through a cornfield to where there was randomly a keg and like a bonfire and drink there too (laughs) okay so yeah like i said i didn't really drink and party with school friends so but i did not smoke weed until after i was 19 congratulations i know i was very proud of myself with that but alcohol is playing a role in your life from nine till (laughs) whenever after um, you turn legal and then it's not fun anymore. <laughs> um, Until really since probably since I met my husband when I was like 22. So what is, 
when do you move to Lake Orion and get the house you were talking about where you're just um 21 okay I moved out of my parents house and have you already gone through beauty school and everything yes okay and I moved in with my best friend it was New Year's Eve is the day we actually moved in and there was a bottle of champagne at our door so we started with that sure and that probably shouldn't have been like the avenue my parents went on because they put the down payment down for that condo for like an investment property for a 21 year old who had flaky friends who weren't going to pay rent so it, it didn't go very well I, that one went into foreclosure before foreclosure was cool, like when the economy crashed. But we probably packed in enough timeline for five years, but it was really only a year and a half. What do you, I guess, what do you remember? What do you love and what do you regret about that time? My best friend and I moved in together and we've been best friends since we were three. Okay. We met at church. Oh. We're still best friends. And we should have just gotten a third roommate and changed the course of of time but we didn't and we started like that very first weekend having parties and her and I knew how to throw parties like 75 to 80 people and that's what we had every weekend at the condo at a condo attached yeah. condo so just how'd you <laughs> like, not get kicked out from like noise complaints and stuff um (laughs) well the police officers knew me by first name oh congratulations yeah proud moment we would get the um like kind of like the clark's news but whatever the lake orion one had and we would be in it a lot under the police report section it's my favorite Uh, part of the citizen yeah yeah (laughs) um somehow like we never got in trouble and i don't know how so yeah it was definitely a crazy time in that condo yeah sounds like it and i've had people come to me and be like i remember partying at your condo and i'm like i don't remember you being there once it's probably a lot you don't remember Uh from that (laughs) oh well it got Um, to a point where we would write like a sticky note and put it on my pillow and it said turn the heat back on because we would turn it off when everyone was there but we made the mistake once, like the very first week, and we woke up the next morning and it was freezing because it was January. Yeah. And we were like, when there was 70 people in this thousand square foot condo, <laughs> and the next month, so yeah, we started leaving notes for ourselves to be like, turn the heat back on before you go to sleep. <laughs> oh boy. So what's the next phase of your life after that? So. Meet your husband. Then I met my husband when I was 22. I met him when I was out at a bar. <laughs> As one but does. I was I was out with a couple other girlfriends. Definitely didn't know him, didn't know his personality. Uh wasn't the typical person I was usually talking to. Yeah. But there was this creepy guy. I mean it was a Waterford bar, so come on. How dare you? He had like missing teeth. <laughs> it was a uh, Crescent Lake Inn. Oh, yeah, that's... See? That's a very special Now you're picturing what I was dealing with. Yeah. He had, like, missing teeth, and he kept trying to look at this tattoo that I have. And, of course, it was, you know, the typical, like, girls our age when they turn 20. Yep, yep. There it is. Yep. (laughs) And, um, 
And I looked over and I was probably wasted. And this guy was sitting next to me, had cute dimples. That's all I remember. And I was like, perfect. I was like, will you pretend you're my boyfriend? Because this creepy guy keeps trying to touch my tattoo. And Mike goes over and tells this guy, hey, she thinks you're cute. She wants to talk to you. (laughs) I was like, you've got to be kidding me. But later, we ended up back at his friend's house because one of the girls I was with was like kind of dating his friend. Um, And then I actually went to Florida with my best friend like the week after. And when I got back, I went to another one of his friend's house and I got over there and this guy Matt called him and was like you've got to come over here he's like oh you were the one that you know was talking to Mike he's like we got to get him over here and then like we've literally been together ever since then that's funny yeah and it was someone where I was like "Eh, I don't know if I'll talk to him again you know type of a thing and 18 years later here we are how long are you guys together before you have your first kid I think we were together for a total of nine months before oh, I was pregnant. Got it. <laughs> um, and I mean, what is that process like? Like finding out you're pregnant all the way to having the kid? Um, I remember being like, oh, shit. Like, how do I tell him? And then, well, in that process, too, it's when I was getting like my condo was getting foreclosed. So I was like. Well, we were planning on like getting an apartment together. It's a lot happening. And yeah. And I was like, well, shit, do I tell him like I'm pregnant before we move? Like, is he, is he going to stay with me? Like, what's going to happen? This one night he came home and I was like, I remember I was making spaghetti and he like picked up my phone or something and then like left and then came back like a half hour later. And unbeknownst to me, he picked up my phone because I told him, I ended up telling him like a week later that I was pregnant. Like I was mauling over this whole thing. Yeah. And when he picked up my phone, my best friend had texted and said, hey, we can use the expected mother parking spots at Great Lakes Crossing now. And that's what he saw on my phone. And he was like, oh, shit. And like went for a drive and came back. So he knew for a whole week without saying anything to me, waiting for me to say something to him. And then I finally just did. I don't even remember how. (laughs) And he was like, why didn't you tell me? And I'm like, I don't know. What's going through your mind, though, at that age and time? And I mean, it sounds like there's (sighs) a lot of stuff. I would be having panic attacks. Yes. (laughs) Um. I don't really remember. Like, I remember it being like, oh, like, okay, well, I guess this is what we're doing. But I remember telling what happened. We had my little sister over and spent the night at our apartment. And I told my little sister, (laughs) my little sister, Carly. Excuse me. And she was then going to go home the next day. And I had to tell my mom because Carly was not going to keep her mouth shut. <laughs> like she was like ecstatic. Yeah. And, um, cause I think at that time she was 12. Yeah. So she was going to be an aunt at like 12 and she was so excited. It's like when you that, found out you were having a right, sister. Right. <laughs> and, um, 
And I told my mom at, she was washing um, comforters at a laundromat. It's not even there anymore. It was like off Sashaba, this laundromat was. And I was like, so, uh, I'm pregnant. And I mean, she wasn't thrilled. Yeah. But, I mean, they had to get over it. I mean. What was her initial reaction? I don't 100% remember. Okay. And I don't really remember my dad's reaction either with Jacob. I remember their reactions more with Noah. Yeah. Because that was only 14 months later. <laughs> Mike's mom stopped talking to me oh. for like a little bit. She was just pissed at us. She's like, did you not know how this happened? Like, you didn't know how how this worked? Oh, for the second one? Yeah. yeah. She's like, what the hell? Like, you didn't know how that happened and worked and so she she was pissed and just didn't talk to us for a while um do you think you've and we lived with her uh, because mike's dad passed away when i was pregnant with jacob so we moved in with her for a little while and so like that made it even more awkward because we actually lived with her and she wasn't talking to us that's that's a lot of stress for a Uh pregnant woman (laughs) and i told my mom at a women and daughter like mother and daughter event at church and i had it all planned out in my head i was like mom god had a plan (laughs) this is god's plan she's like okay i'm curious what role church played in your life so when i was little that's where i met my best friend and that's where i met like I had a lot of close friends, like, in church, like... How involved was your family in... My mom... My dad would just drop me off for Sunday school. He was until his, like, dad passed away, and then he was like, fuck church type of a thing. Um, But he always dropped me off at Sunday school. Um, And my mom, I mean, they're still, like, involved in church, but... Did you, like, go every Sunday and... Yeah. Okay. Like, your whole life? Yeah. Do you still go? No. Okay. <laughs> no. I have a, like a faith and belief, but I'm not sure if I'm still into like the whole organized yeah. part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tell me about becoming a mother. So. <laughs> What's that feeling like? A lot. And I, I, I wouldn't do it different like being young and like jake's gonna be a senior this year that's crazy so like you know 40 well i just turned 41 but (laughs) and they're both almost out yeah (laughs) where i mean there's people that we graduate with that have like newborn babies where i was like yeah i wouldn't want to do that i had it back when i was still like babysitting age (laughs) i don't have any right you've got a cat (laughs) y'all fucked it up right um yeah. Um, I loved it. I was I was a nanny for years. And then, like, I, with my siblings, I mean, I was already being a mom, a pretend mom yeah. for years. Yeah. I was going to ask, too, like, having someone that's almost 18, uh-huh. <laughs> how, how have you or have you maintained, like, your own identity outside of, like, the identity of I'm a mother? Um over the last two decades you try and what i mean what's what's been 
the struggle there and then additionally like how does how does that play a role in your like romantic relationship as opposed to just like mom and dad right (laughs) um well it's nice now because they're never home (laughs) (laughs) um when they were little i mean you just figure it out yeah um but we used to when it was when we lived with mike's mom it was nice because her rule would be like if they're sleeping you guys can go and do whatever you want like you could go out with friends you can go his childhood best friend lived down the street so we would like walk down there and go to bonfires or like have a couple beers or something and come back um thanks grandma right uh but it was like make sure they're in bed they're like okay whatever that's fine i'm sure it was hard when they were little but i don't i wouldn't do it different i mean i remember being in the hospital and i had noah and I kept like sending him to the nursery at night and they were like, don't you want him? And I'm like, did you see that other baby that was here earlier? Like, that's my baby too. And like in a couple days, there's not you people to like watch them. So no, like you can take him. I will be fine. Do not check my vitals. Like leave me alone. And I get to go home and have two babies. (laughs) So I don't know. I remember it being diff not difficult i don't know i just made it work i yeah i guess it's probably people who have twins like you just figure it out would you say that you like do you i want to jump back to like the identity piece it was just like yeah not losing yourself do you feel like you're there now or is that something you've actively worked on i've always tried to like carve out time like for my friends and stuff too. And then like Mike and I have, you know, go to dinner. So we probably should have done more, but I've always like when they were little, I always all year round, like other people were like, Oh, it's summer. My kids can stay up to whatever. I was like, "Mm -mm. nine o'clock is bedtime or eight o'clock, you know, whatever their age was at the time. And I'm like, no, because they need to go to bed. And then like we can spend time together too. Like that's an all year round thing. They can go to bed and even if we're just like watching a movie or something, like they can go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> so we always found time for our own self. And then when they were real little, like we used to still go to concerts all the time. And so what are you doing now? Let's bring us current. What are we, what's your, what's going on in your life? Especially you're about to get a lot more free time if the kids are both of, not too far from getting out of high school. Yes. My, best friend opened a yoga studio and I am the manager of the yoga studio and it's it's doing really well that's great um I also clean a church out in Rochester a few days a week which that one sucks that's when I listen to the podcasts because I get there at like four o'clock in the morning and I was like (laughs) oh damn what else can I do besides listen to Justin that's early (laughs) yikes Uh uh-huh yeah and the building makes really, really creepy noises. Yeah. <laughs> so when I'm listening to things, I don't s- scare myself. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, like, there's times where you can hear, like, doors shutting. <laughs> yeah. 
and you're, you're the there only one in there by yourself and it's a huge church yeah creepy building at night it's so creepy <laughs> And technically so the morning, I guess, but mm-hmm. we'll call that night. It's creepy, like, in the daylight. <laughs> yeah. You should get there an hour early at three in the morning, the witching hour, and right. see if you can really <laughs> no. do some ghost busting. Have you ever uh, had an experience with a ghost? Oh, yeah. Oh, that was a quick answer. <laughs> Enlighten me. Um, I know. So the house that my mom built in Oxford when I was little. Yeah. So probably... <sighs> I don't know how old I was when we moved into that house, but we moved out the summer after third grade because that's when I moved to Clarkston was between third and fourth. And there was one time I came home and I, I know for a fact there was a deep voice that came from the basement and it said, hello. And I was like, "Mm mm-mm. And I went outside and I sat there till my mom got home. I'm like, nope. Not sitting in this house. And there was another time I was in the basement. And that's, like, where a lot of my toys and stuff were was down there. And then, like, the washer and dryer. And it was one of those basements where it was, like, all the pull lights. Yeah. So I would, like, go down to the stairs. And I'd start at the first one and, like, run as fast as I could to hit, like, every single one of those lights on. And one time I was down there and the lights were actually Home alone on. vibes. Yes. The <laughs> lights were actually on. And there was, like, the size of, like, a lawn, leaf and lawn, like, bag black garbage bag and it literally moved from like one side of the basement to the other like across the floor i was like "Mm, nope i left the lights on. i didn't even run to turn all the lights off i was like nope i'm not playing down here anymore (laughs) like i could just hear stuff in that house all the time like talking like if i was in the shower i could hear like conversations but like there wasn't anything it's not great there was more houses than that that had like creepy stuff that would like Go on. Well, I'm glad you didn't get murdered by a ghost. Right. And then I know my dad hangs out at my house. So. Or a random homeless person. So I don't mind that one. When did your dad pass? He passed away in February 20th, 2018. Okay. Was that sudden or? Yeah. Okay. What happened there? So he had... So back when he was 15, he had a knee injury playing Clarkson football. (laughs) He woke up and his kneecap was on the other side of his leg. He said that's when he realized his mom and dad knew that he knew all of the swear words. (laughs) Um, But it was, you know, just from that, it just screwed his knee up his whole life. So he had a knee replacement and he was worst case scenario. Like any worst case scenario you could think of, like that's what his knee ended up being um he ended up having i think like 14 different surgeries on that knee like take stuff all the way out put it back in a couple times they opened it up and hit it with radiation to like get the scar tissue down the wound wouldn't close back up um and so his last surgery he had i brought him home and that one they were trying to wound back which essentially like it's hooked up to like a, a wound that's not closed and it kind of like vacuums it till it closes, I guess. I'm not huh. really sure. He didn't have it on long enough. Um, and I brought him home from the hospital, I want to say like on a Friday. And I'm thinking maybe like a blood clot or something happened. Yeah. And he passed away in his sleep. Wow. Like, were you there? No. Okay. So um 
he so it was right around Noah's birthday. Noah's birthday is on the 15th. And he bought him tickets that year to go to Cranbrook because he wanted to go to the plant planetarium. And we get there and I'm texting my dad that morning and I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Like, it's only open on the weekends and or in the summer. <laughs> and I was like, so we ended up doing whatever special traveling event that was there yeah. instead. And my dad wasn't answering me back, like text messaging me back. And I was like, okay, you know, whatever, maybe he's in the bathroom or whatever. And then um, I had to go and pick up a prescription at Kroger off Dixie for him afterwards. And I called and he still wasn't answering at that time. I kind of had a feeling I knew what I was possibly getting myself into. And when I pulled into his driveway, it was like two or three in the afternoon and the blinds were still shut and the front door was still locked and when the blinds were shut i told the kids because i had my kids plus one of their friends with me and i'm like so and they were probably what was that like sixth and fourth grade or something and i'm like you guys have to stay here like you can't come in with me and so i went in i'm like calling my for my dad calling for my dad thank goodness he was actually like in bed and just like passed away in his sleep and he actually was like on his side like facing the wall so like i only saw like you know the back side of him um so he looked like he was sleeping um so you're the one that found him yeah oh my god and um i remember like like yelling at him like but knowing like yeah. That wasn't. You feel like you knew before you. I knew, knew before I went in the house. Yeah. Just because he wouldn't have had the blind shut and yeah. the door locked and everything. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he was just ice cold, like yeah. ice cold. And, but weirdly, like his cell phone was dead. Where I'm like, that's kind of weird because he would have like charged it the night before and it would have been fully charged on his dresser. Like, I know, I know, like, spirits can, like, suck energy. Like, did he, like, suck the energy out of his cell phone? I don't know. But it was dead. That's why he wasn't answering anything. Because when I tur- plugged it in and turned it on, like, all my text messages were coming through. Yeah. I'm like, ugh. Um, but I called 911, and they were like, oh, well, can you do CPR? And I'm like, no. They're like, well, you don't even want to try it? I'm like, no, like... He's not even like lukewarm. Like he, yeah. he there's no no. And they're like, "Well, we're going to send an uh, you know, ambulance anyway." And I'm like, "Okay, like yeah. do what you got to do." Meanwhile, your are your kids in just in the car? They're still in the car. And I don't even rem- I know I went back out and talked to them, but I couldn't tell you yeah. what I said to them. And I remember like EMS and that getting there. It was like an EMS, a fire, a couple cop cars, gave my dad's yard a lawn job, like the whole nine yards of all these trucks coming. And um, and they came like in hot too, like sirens and everything where I was like, well, that wasn't necessary. I told you like there wasn't a revival thing. Yeah. Um, And they came out and they were like, yeah, we're so sorry. You know, there was nothing we could do. And I'm like, hey, I kind of told the person on the phone, like, yeah. That was the situation. And I remember 
the police officer, and this still, like, at the time, it was, like, almost like a little, like, comical relief type thing. But he was, like, so I have to ask you, like, are you, like, actually his daughter or not? Because they get a lot of phone calls and the age difference is about the same and they're calling it their daddy, but it's what? not their daddy. What? It's their, like, sugar daddy. What a strange And I'm like, question. I'm like, no. And it, it, he even said, like, you could tell he felt really uncomfortable. He's like, but we have to ask, like, are you, like, actual family or is it not really your, like, dad? Yeah. And I'm like. had to elaborate on the reasoning for And I'm question. like. <laughs> No, well, I think th- I think that la- like that came out afterwards because I was like, yeah. "You have to ask that," and he was like, "You'd be surprised," and like went into like depth yeah. afterwards. But I was like, "Oh, <laughs> ew." Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, "No, like, well." And then I I was looking for like my senior picture and stuff, but at that time he still had like his Christmas village up on top of the entertainment center, so my my senior picture, my sister's senior picture, weren't up there. But I'm like, my kids' pictures are down the hall. Like, yeah. no, definitely my dad. Turn them over and look at them. It's definitely my dad. Um, but it was just like, that's what I remember is the cop being like, yeah. we have to ask because you'd be surprised God, at how many times we show up and it's not an actual family member. But they're saying it's their dad. That's rough, man. And I was like, oh. Um, calling my mom was hard um even though they'd been divorced for years but they met when my mom was 14 and my dad was 16 yeah at the boy scout camp Uh we'll get back to that but um but calling her when i called mike i think right after i called 911 and i think all i said was like i can't wake my dad up he's cold or something like that. Yeah. And then I had to call my sister. And my sister at the time would have been like 22. And her and my dad were very, very close. Like my dad, she was still very dependent on my dad. Yeah. Um, he still paid like all of her, all of her stuff. Um, and I remember calling her at work and then when she actually got on the phone she was screaming at me because I couldn't get any words out and I was just like I I don't even know what I actually said to her but someone else drove her to my dad's and like then she was there but I just remember her like yelling at me because I couldn't like say the words to her um were you, I imagine, crying and just like, that's why you couldn't get the words out? or No. You just didn't want to be that. I think I was just kind of messenger. very numb. I feel like I was, I didn't cry for a while, but I think I was, being the oldest child, I think I was supposed to, in my mind, I was supposed to like protect everyone else. Yeah. Do you see that as your role? Throughout life? Yeah. Who's protected, Kate? <laughs> My dad. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, that was a very... And then my mother-in-law, thankfully, I called her and she came and picked up all three kids. So they weren't there that long. But um, it was definitely awkward having the neighbor kid with us, too. Sorry, Billy. Um, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry to go through that. That's that's terrible. And and having to be the person to not only like find him, but like tell Uh the rest of the family. That's a I mean, that it's a burden that nobody wants to take that. I guess at some point, a lot of us have to. So a few months later in August is when Kara was in town. Yeah. And if you go back and listen to Kara's <laughs> podcast, you'll yeah. understand the backstory of this. So we were at Honcho and I could tell that she wanted to tell me something, but she was very like scared or worried, you know, yeah. because it was something very, very new to her. And she was like, I have to tell you something. And I'm like, what? And she's like, you know, I um, I realize that I, you know, have these abilities, like a medium or something like that. Yeah. Um, and she said, before I even came over here, um, and Kara's in England for anyone listening yeah. that doesn't know. And um, she's like, your dad knew that we were meeting up because we had already planned on meeting up when she came over here and she went to the bathroom and she's like i planned on doing this later she's like but your dad is very 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 persistent and i was like kara i was like and she's like i just at that point in time she was still very worried what people like judging you know like not believing her and i was like kara i was like i would absolutely love for you to be able to communicate like that. Like, that would be amazing. Like, I would not ever want to go to someone that I didn't know and didn't trust because there's a lot of fake out there. And and she's like, well, I didn't really want to do this in the middle of Honcho having coffee (laughs) Um, (laughs) because she was so new at it. She didn't 100%, I think, know how to like tone down some of the stuff coming in. Yeah, yeah. Where now she does. Now it's been years and and totally different situation than like the very first reading she ever did. Mm. <laughs> or one of the very first readings she ever did. And um and it was so good. I mean the thing she was saying where she was like, you know, my dad was saying that it it had like he he was sorry but it had to be me it had to be me to find him my sister wouldn't have been able to like live through that yeah like she literally probably would have like ended everything like she would not have been able to handle that like it had to be me he was like very apologetic that it it had to be me but he knew that like i could handle that and for a while, because like I said before, like my dad like literally did everything for my sister. Yeah. And it was super annoying. <laughs> and it put a wedge between her and I. Yeah. And he mentioned that there was this box of pictures on my back porch. And that her and I were supposed to sit down and go through these pictures together. I ended up finding two different boxes of pictures. 
And we were supposed to sit down and go through these pictures together. And a couple weeks later, her and I did. And our relationship has, like, never been better. That's great. <laughs> you know, like, we're really close now. Like, yeah. and I hate to even say it, but, like, I would much rather have my dad here. But that was almost, like, the best thing that happened to my sister in a weird way. Yeah. Where she was forced to, like, grow up and do things independently. And, and I mean, she had a baby that wasn't even one year old yet. And she has grown so much since then that it was great. And then another time Kara came over and she did a reading for my sister as well. But having the reading with Kara just like was amazing. Yeah. And it's it bonded, give you it bonded Kara nice and I really close to. Yes. And it was. And there was so much more that he went into, like just different things that, I mean, obviously Kara wouldn't have known or yeah. anything and different things of being like proud of different accomplishments and yeah. all kinds of stuff it was it was just made everything better like at peace yeah, yeah it was amazing well i'm glad you had that experience mm -hmm. um at the risk of being abrupt yeah what's <laughs> no we're just Oh, are inching, we like... Yeah, we're inching into two-hour territory. Oh, my goodness. How did that happen? <laughs> that's what happens. That's I how know, this, right? That's how this goes. And then I catch it, and I go, damn it, because I have to edit these. Right. Um, but, <laughs> no, I'm, but I'm glad I got to hear that story. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry that happened, but it sounds like there you, a lot of good came out of it, it in did. a weird way. Um, it so, did. And so she's getting great. married this fall, and I know that, like, I'm going to ball, and... <laughs> Well, I hope you uh, find some stuff to do with your free time that you're going to get in the next couple of oh, years. Oh, I will definitely fill it. <laughs> uh, is there anything I didn't go over that you wanted to touch on? I don't think so. All right. <laughs> well, well, thanks. You're welcome. Thanks for, thanks for having me. You and I have lots in common. My request is sent. Would you like to be my friend? All right, you just listened to my interview with Kate Brown. You know, I think we talked about it when she was here, and I probably edited it out, but her maiden name was so much better. It was Funk. Bring the funk. Can't get rid of that. So good. Um, never too late, Kate. You can always change your name. We learned that from Princess uh, Consuela Banana Hammock and crap bag. So I hinted at this in the beginning and I want to just like, I want to tell, I want to talk to you about what these episodes are because it's so important to me. And I think in hindsight, it's important to the guests that we're all on the same page here because what I learned and I learned this, I think I came to this conclusion sometime last season, but these interviews are just these slices of time you know like even though most people recap like their life up until now how they view their past changes right how we think about childhood has evolved as we've gotten older as we've learned more reflect back forgotten some stuff like that always changes it's always changing and how we view ourselves and what we do for a living and 
everything is always changing and evolving. And so these interviews are just these like slices of time. And I like, I love that. I love that so much because anybody that's been interviewed can go back and say, how was I feeling at that time? You know, like what was on my mind? What was affecting me? How did I view ABC through the lens? I was viewing things at that time. And it's so amazing because you'll hear spoiler alert, um, guests coming up that had been on the show before. And if you listen to their two episodes, I mean, they can be completely different episodes. It's really remarkable. I love it so much. Um, I love that I get to share these little slices of time with you. And I think the, the big realization I had was when I was a guest on my own show and other people interviewed me and I look back at that and I was like, I don't, I don't feel the same about a lot of stuff. And I do my annual episode in June. If you listen to the summer series, you know this. If you don't, I'll fill you in um, where I talk about uh, sobriety and, and not drinking and how my relationship with, with alcohol has changed and evolved and how I feel one year is going to be different than how I feel the next. And it's, it's really remarkable. Um, and it's all documented, right? That's my favorite part. It's just, it's there. We can go back, we can listen, we can reflect. And even though like, obviously we want as wide of audience as possible. I think the past episodes are probably the most beneficial to those who were being interviewed. And yeah, there's things that people talk about that help other people. And that's like the best part of the show. You can go back and listen to whatever episode right in the beginning and be like, Oh my God, I related to that so much. It helped me out of this hard time. I love, love, love hearing those emails, messages. I get that stuff constantly. My guests get that stuff from you guys. That is wonderful. Please keep that coming. That is so rewarding. But I can say personally, as like someone, when I go back and listen to stuff that I've recorded, I get to go, Oh, that's what I was thinking at that time. And, and really reflect on how things have changed since then, how I've grown, how I haven't grown, you know, works both ways. Uh, I really love that. I really, really love that. Okay. That's it. Um, you'll notice there hasn't been any ads. I kind of addressed that a little before, but I'm going to, I'll dress it more. No, I won't. Uh, we'll get some ads. We'll get some ads going eventually. I don't think anyone's out there being like, where are all the ads? I need more ads in my life, but we'll get them out there. We'll get them. There's always Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash friend request pod. You can buy me a cup of coffee, help the podcast or literally just buy me coffee. I'm happy with that too. Love coffee. Starbucks owns part of my life at this point. Okay. I love you. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.